So truly, this was a game changer, not just for, of course, all companies, but really for HR, like how they define their role within the company. Cool. You're listening to Wicked Thoughts, a podcast by Flair Castro. This show is dedicated to helping founders and professionals understand business trends, social media, digital lifestyle, and how to be a better entrepreneur. Let's start learning in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to Wicked Thoughts. I'm your host, Fair Castro, and with me is my co-host for this season, Miss Coney Mariendas Carey. Hi, Miss Flair. Hi, everyone. It's an honor to co-host uh, with Miss Flair Castro, and it's an honor to also present our guest today, uh, Miss Timmy um, De Jesus. And this is going to be a conversation that everybody will definitely enjoy, for sure. And before we proceed with the proper for a discussion, I would like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. 30 Media, our very own boutique social media agency, Aleph Talent Solutions, a consulting firm that helps you scale your business effectively and efficiently. And we have Grolibro, it's an invoicing platform for small businesses. Content Dash, that app, an app that helps you create social media calendars better. And of course, our podcast partner, the company, our favorite co-working space here in Cebu. Now, Miss Timmy, for our viewers and listeners to know more about you, if you could describe your personal brand in a few sentences, what would it be? My personal brand? Um, uh, that's interesting. I would like to say that, you know, I, I, um, okay, if there were a brand that I would love to resound to or I aspire to just, um, you know, um, be aligned with, I would say something around, you know, I think everyone knows Muji, right? So everything is very, yes, I love Muji, (laughs) very uh, streamlined, yeah, very organized, um, very just very muted and neutral so that's kind of what i would say i try to align myself with or just generally i know um how i want to brand myself (laughs) if i were to like make it concrete right and this is the same branding that you may have for payroller right right um i I think we do try i I know that like just now i'm wearing purple because it is the color (laughs) of payroller but uh, i Mm -hmm. guess yeah, I get. Um, we do try to keep things clean as well, Mm-mm. but um, I think we actually recently went uh, underwent a rebrand, Mm-mm. and we used to be um, more shades of blue, dark blue, and now right. the logo has elements of purple and green and blue, and the reason for that is because um, when we rebranded, we decided or we 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 acknowledged rather that you know. Technology is not a um, it's not a flat thing. It's a gradient mm-hmm. thing because it's very dynamic and it's very mm-hmm. deep and it has different levels and different mm-hmm. um, you know it has it, it's just complicated as right, well as right. humans, right? Because humans are nev- never a flat thing and and that's who we deal exactly. with. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's um it's more it's that's why it's a gradient and it's purple because like it's more attuned to that like it's mm-hmm. not a flat thing. Humans aren't that's a flat true. Thing. <laughs> and going straight to how we brought you in here, we 
posted on our Facebook, we've announced it that we are going to be talking about the state of employers mm-hmm. this 2021. And I think it's going to be talking more about how 2020 affected all of us, right? So let's get get on to it. I mean, what do you think is the state of employers for this year? Right. I think um, everyone, no one or in no way were, was anyone prepared for this, for what was going to happen. And I for think sure. the most hit would have been the SME market, mm-hmm. um, smaller businesses, uh, businesses that live parang on cash flow, very liquid cash flow. And um, I think also, but you know, it, it extends beyond that. Um, the travel industry was definitely hit. And in, in in relation to Payruler, I would actually, like, I'm not going to lie, a lot of our travel or hospitality-related giants uh, did mm-hmm. hit a decline or they had mm-hmm. to retrench or they had to, you know, make these difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. And you, we saw that, you know, people stretched, stretched, stretched just the uncertainty mm-hmm. months over months. So it was March and then there was the outlook now, okay, maybe April will be better or we just True. probably stretch it out three months, six months. But then, you know, um, eh, it, it, unless the business was able to innovate or mm-hmm. pivot or mm-hmm. find like a different way to provide value to their customers, right. then, you know, um, it's it's really been hit. So I think the general state of everyone is everyone's still reeling from that. Mm-hmm. Everyone is hopeful, um, I would say. Uh because uh, there's already the hope of, you know, vaccination and everything. Um, but, you know, I think I, j- during this time, I feel that HR was really thrust into the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when this happened, the, this unprecedented thing happened, HR was really, you know, so what do we do? So mm-hmm. how do we transition from everyone being mainly in the office to everyone working from home? And so I read somewhere actually that um, they did a study and they found, they did a poll and they found that over 70% of the people actually look to HR and their managers mm-hmm. as to how to navigate this new normal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of the anxiety and um, parang comfort was drawn from both HR and their immediate managers, which is a reality, right? Like cause mm-hmm. n- n- no one knew what to do. And right. so I also read somewhere that you know, HRs are being thrust into the spotlight in the similar way that when there are financial crises, um, you know, the finance department is actually like s- stepping up. Mm-hmm. So right. truly, this was a game changer, not just for, of course, all companies, but really for HR, like how they define mm-hmm. their role within the company. True. Yeah. And I know Miss Connie would agree. She's <laughs> running Aleph Talent Solutions. You have yeah, basically the same concerns from yeah, last year. Definitely. Miss Timmy, it's uh, it's interesting because um since you do payroller and um we have been talking about automation and AI for the longest time before the pandemic, and you are in the business of automating a very paper-based uh, traditional process. Um, would you say that the employers who adapted to technology or use technology like payroller or something similar, would you say that they tended to survive or thrive as opposed to those who decided to remain traditional for um, the reasons of cost and finance? I think 
it was an eye opener. I would say yes, like it was easier for these organizations to transition. Like if they were coming up with a blended workforce or, you know, when they had to change computations, when they mm. had to figure out different kinds of schedules and stuff, when they had something like an, an HR system, an HRMS, HRIS, then it was easier for them. Definitely. Um, it would be, I would say it would help with the survival just because, you know, business processes were uninterrupted. Mm-mm. And I, you already also see like, you know, in the inquiries that we've gotten and in, you know, some, for example, like colder leads that actually came back, you know, they recognize that, oh, we should have really like invested Mm-mm. or digitized earlier Mm-mm. on. Cause then, you know, we wouldn't have all these problems, um, around our processes yeah so there's a realization i i would say and that's a good thing yeah like miss did you lose clients as well um during the pandemic yeah um like i explained earlier um we do have hospitality clients Mm. like um hotels Mm. um similar um similar organizations to like uh you know stuff like travel similar organizations Traveloka, you know, yung mm-hmm. booking sites. Like, you did have a lot of clients around that. Like, they mm-hmm. were in the 200s, they were in the 300s mm-hmm. employing um, people that many. And then, parang, when the start of the pandemic hit, okay, like, everyone really, I mean, I really appreciate everyone's trying to hold on. But, mm-hmm. you know, it came to a point na, wala na. Like, it's, uh, we, we, they didn't have enough anana to sustain. So, they had mm-hmm. to retrench. So yeah, we did lose clients just because there were no employees. And because we do a subscription model and a lot yes. of our clients are on that. So of mm-hmm. course, if there are zero right. employees, then there's, mm-hmm. um, there's zero business for us as okay. well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I would also be, you know, I'm, I'm very hanga ako to the clients we have that uh, they're still in, they're in hospitality. So one example is actually Zen Rooms. They're one of our clients. And they really hung on to their employees and up until now you, you know they're still an active like really good client of ours and um like they really tried to find ways to keep keep the team and, and keep it strong so Mm-mm. i mean like dip a little bit but they're still they're still good so you know <laughs> there was loss all around i think and i really liked it miss them when you um introduced yourself as um you run payroller as opposed to you own payroller <laughs> i really think the choice of word is interesting because that really speaks volumes about the character that you have that uh, it it really shows how passionate you are about it that you're really hands-on which we really respect in an entrepreneur um is we we know that you know being a woman in in the bus- in business is already hard worse when you're a woman in tech um how was it starting miss them when um, you started payroller and being female um what challenges did you have to go through um before making payroller what it is um, I think uh, sometimes it's also like, aside from being, you know, a, a woman, I think sometimes there's an issue of age. So it's mm-hmm. like um, they uh, they kind of gauge you on that, right? Especially if you're pitching to like really big companies that are a little bit more traditional. So they mm-hmm. really like check, on, check, check mm-hmm. you up on that. Mm-hmm. But I think what really helped, and I'm not taking any credit for that because when we started Payruler and we got our first few clients, like I was not as involved as I am now. 
um, just because we, you know, in a different season of a startup, the, di- the different founders need to step up, right? Mm-mm. So it was really mostly due to Agreed. my co-founders' um, resilience. Uh, so I think, I think because of the clients that they got, because of the track record that we have, uh, and the yeah, the 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 ability to execute, I think that was um, what helped us really like um, grow and get more clients. Because like one of our first clients, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of the team is actually the Philippine Stock Exchange. And so um, wow. I always tell, yeah, um, and we're from Cebu. So <laughs> right. that's a very interesting thing. Like, it's uh, a huge success. <laughs> yeah, um, we're, we're very happy and we're very proud to be like to be powering them. So the story behind that was that we really didn't know anyone there actually. And we're from Cebu and at the time that we got them as a client, we were only like six months old, six, mm-hmm. seven months old. Uh, and then parang they did a bidding kasi because they had a system internally and it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And so there were 20 vendors, of course, mostly from Metro Manila. And then kami, we got called in just because someone informed us that there was a bidding. And then parang, okay, so let's bid. We pitched the product <laughs> and then we ended up getting like the one selected just because mm-hmm. what was within Payruler that you know, the team built was really what they needed. So sometimes, you know, parang if the product can stand on its own and speak for itself, um, that's a really good one-up already. I'm not saying it's everything mm-hmm. um, because there are other factors to consider as well, pero yeah, I mean, I think it helps to have a good product yeah. and I guess yeah, that's, that's what inspires me yeah, and to be like really brave and really, really push the brand further because I am... I believe in what we've built. You know, I remember, Miss Tim, <laughs> um, we saw each other at one event. You had a table. You were one of the sponsors, I think. And I approached you. You were there. You were manning the, the booth itself. So I was like, wow, the founder, the operations officer is the one manning the booth. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that the event in Cebu? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, this is one of the, I think, the Cebu Chamber. I mean, I'm very grateful yeah, for the yeah. events. Uh, we join each one of them. We're a member of the chamber. Um, I, I guess it really does help to be in a community. But yeah, up until now, I still, <laughs> I'm still hands on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, I mean, at the time, pre-COVID, right? Yeah, uh, true. Yeah, so we really respect that, Miss Tim. Like that's why when you chose to say I run instead of I own, I was like, oh, okay, that like kind of make me made me feel giddy, because I really have um, <laughs> so much respect for for business owners who do that, who you know, like really treat their businesses like they treat children or fur babies. And I understand that you have a dog at home as well. <laughs> yeah, she has. I do. I do. <laughs> But but yeah, I mean I'm I mean the this this you know pay ruler is not solely it's probably just me that's speaking all the time because they make me be the one to speak all the time. <laughs> make me. But it is uh, it's a collective effort. So I do say that I I I run the operations because I'm not the only um, part of this big machine. It's a we've grown to thirty. We're already at thirty people actually. Um, wow. Who all miss each other because they've never they've not seen each other for almost a year, um, but yeah. So just just one part of the big machine that it is. 
Mr. when did you realize that um well like for like all of us uh november of 2019 we were hearing about the uh covid virus before and we were like yeah it's not going to get to the philippines it's nothing serious it's going to get contained when did you realize that oh this is getting really bad and we really have to hunker down and just weather the storm um It was interesting because it was a more personal thing because my cousin from the U.S. was actually coming home for like a reunion sometime end of January, start of February. And then the travel ban just hit. And oh, then you know, we were like, okay, this is, uh, you know, something as realistic as a lockdown could actually happen. Travel bans are happening and stuff. So as early as then, you know, we were already, you know, um, planning for for something like this to happen. Um planning for how to transition everyone. I think actually mid, even before the lockdowns in Cebu happened, we already transitioned everyone to work from home. Mm -hmm. Like I personally was going around all of Ayala, trying to buy all those LTE modems and oh. <laughs> for everyone just to make sure, because we were trying to get people to go home to the province na, um, end of February, mm -hmm. uh, March-ish, so that they would be safe where they were. It's early. Yeah. So, um, and you did that early because I think the lockdown started March, end of March, March right? Yeah. yeah, at that point, everyone was home. Na. At that point, mm. everyone was equipped because we figured at that point, our office in UP was empty. Na. I mean, there's no one mm. reporting because uh, we figured, you know, this is this is serious, this is very serious. Yeah, yeah. So, how was the transition to working from home for you and your team? I it was very interesting because I would say that at the start everyone was the 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 culture because I within Peruler they're very they're very close the whole team is very like family ish and so it was weird for them because then they had to um, they had to move and then uh, figure out how to keep staying in check but you know I I am so blessed to have like really good people in operations again I'm not alone like I I. I lead the team, but it's not me. So we figured out a rhythm, like sync up meetings and, you know, um, end of day stuff, check-ins, cross-functional meetings. Right. We just mapped that out and then um, just kept at it. I think consistency is key, like mm -hmm. no matter what happens, um, but also with some room for flexibility. So we did change our work hours a little bit to, to, to go along with, you know, uh, times you can use your quarantine pass and mm. all these things. Mm -hmm. So I guess it it was just um, a mixture of that. And after that, like, I just feel that the team is even more organized. Why? Because everyone's forced <laughs> to like, yeah, you're, you're forced to report, you're forced to make it through the sync up meetings, you're forced to like document everything because you can't do face to face anymore. You can't do, you can't just walk up to your colleague and say, wait, uh, I have a problem or something like that. So I, I don't know, it, it's, a, it's a blessing in disguise. I think uh, I feel that it's just more streamlined. And I, I would say some businesses also feel the same way. Yeah, but then, you know, anytime of the day, you can get called to a Zoom meeting. <laughs> and sometimes it gets <laughs> stressful. <laughs> I, I I agree. I agree. We we did try to um we did try to do this. We were trying to we we are strict about it. So mm. um 
you know, you have to make it up for the sync up meeting in the morning, but you know, past your work hours, you're not going to be, um, you're not going to be bothered. Because okay. mm-hmm. uh, uh, we felt na yun, like it contributes to burnout. It mm-hmm. contributes to agree. Contributes to like more anxiety and everything, right? So mm-hmm. I think Dole even came out with this, um, like, parang advisory na yeah, hey your your employees yeah. don't answer you past yeah. this time. I, I think it's like the right to um disconnect or ah, something yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah recently they came out with that really there's yeah. something like there's that there's the the right to not reply or the right to disconnect they just came, came up yeah. with that yeah yeah it, it wasn't super hard renaman cuz like even when we were face to face we did practice that like I guess part of the culture said now we we really did like give people time to disconnect so we can disconnect talaga mm-hmm. and when you're gone from the office you're gone something like that so except for like key people maybe me I can answer at any time but yeah Miss <laughs> yeah. like Miss Claire mentioned that you know you are helping uh, the passion side of things you do um have a bee farm, which is really interesting because um, if you're not running payroller, you're helping out at the bee farm. So we'd like to know like what that's like because I've honestly kind of um, always wanted to see one, especially like lately I've been obsessing about making my own um, creams and everything. And, yeah, and <laughs> what I've noticed is that beeswax is among the toughest to work with. <laughs> so, um, Miss, like, do you um, do you make your own beeswax um, while you're harvesting your honey? Yeah, um, so the challenge also more on a personal side, because my parents, actually our grandparents live with us here in Cebu. Mm-mm. So I haven't, actually been home in our house we've not been let inside the house since march of last year february of last year just oh. because we want to keep our grandparents safe mm-hmm. and my, my parents also don't want to be exposed to the world because they're the one taking care of my grandparents so um my sisters and i really have had to step up during the pandemic like you know we we would we would manage we would help every so often but during this season talagang you know, I, I had to rearrange my work schedule so that on Thursdays at at the height of the things, I would be able to accompany our beekeeper to go to the different hives um, mm-hmm. and drive him around because we had to transport bees and hives mm-hmm. and sometimes. So, you know, that, that was interesting. It was also a change of dynamic within our, within our small farm and also our family. But, you know, I was happy to do it because it's actually fun. It's fun to have... <laughs> A tech, a very tech business. Yeah. Also fun to have a very brick and mortar. Non-tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agri- agriculture yeah. side of it. Yeah, I found it very interesting. So the challenge also for us was we didn't expect that, you know, the demand for honey would soar during mm. the mm. During this mm-hmm. time because uh you and ev- people don't go to groceries, they'd rather have stuff delivered and they wanna up their health, right? So mm. We reached a point na it was we were running out of stock, out of stock of the honey. So we had to again reconfigure ourselves, uh, parang reallocate our our whatever money we had into expanding our hives so that we could meet the demands of honey. So that was also an interesting exercise. Going to the question, yeah, we do have beeswax. At first, we were having a hard time because we were and supplying that because we we had to expand the the hives and when you expand you actually need beeswax to make the foundation of the mm-hmm. frame 
where they will put the honey into, right? So All right. Yeah. So we had a challenge with that initially, but we've been able to stabilize that um, over the past few months. So yes, we do beeswax. We 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 get beeswax from our hives. Um, and then yes, we do use that in we put that in our lip balm. Mm-hmm. Um and our yeah, our, our lip balm main, mainly. And then we realized people are actually looking for beeswax because oh, yes. Know, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So salves and bombs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we love that. So we, we realized, okay, so yeah, let's let's innovate and try and sell beeswax like in hexagon. So we, we do sell that and we have sold quite a few. And then what we did, we pushed that further because we no longer had a problem with the supply. We then made like candles. So mm. aromatic candles. I actually have one. <laughs> it's perfect for your business, Miss Coney. <laughs> That's right. why I was like, because I, I actually like checked the website. I'm like, oh my God, I need to buy this. And like, <laughs> new customer right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, because like beeswax mist um, used to be, beeswax candle used to be really difficult to find. So when I found a Cebu-based company selling beeswax candle, I'm like, oh my God, finally, we have it. Because imagine, like, Miss them, like, before I used to have to go on Amazon to be able to buy beeswax candles. It's insane. Important. It's difficult. Yeah. And, like, um, like uh, if you're in, into feng shui or whatever, Miss, like, my family is really big on feng shui. And apparently, like, beeswax candle is very lucky for the home. That's why I need that, lots of that at home. So <laughs> that's why when um, I saw the beeswax candle, finally, I can buy somewhere Cebu based. Wow, that's so interesting. I didn't know that there's a feng shui angle. Yeah, there, there is actually, Miss Tim. It's, um, it's a beeswax candle is supposed to be lucky for the home. So that is what I'm. Really good marketing. <laughs> that's because honestly, that's why I've been buying these wax for the longest time. I think that would be helpful for all of us, right? Like we're suffering <laughs> from the effects of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Even employers might need something like, you know, good luck charm. <laughs> Super. But Miss them like, um, how, like, what do you think 2021 will have for us? Like we've seen 2020, Miss Lair and I discussed yeah. it. We, we said like, 2020 was when we crashed. 2021 is when we pick up the debris. Um, what do you think, Ms. Tim, is, uh, what do you think will happen um, to employers and businesses this year, Ms. Tim? I, I think um, I, I agree with that. Like, you know, we, so many crashed in so many different ways. There's loss all around um, in all aspects of life, right? And 2021 is, I have this, I have this very pessimistic view that mm. you know, like calendars are a man-made construct, right? And so, <laughs> parang, you know, the COVID does not recognize that. Oh, we're twenty twenty-one, huh? So things better, get better. But it better be better. <laughs> you know, but, um, but that's just me. And I think that you know, at this point, we've already hit a certain level. Now, you know, everyone's been stripped down to to the bare, anana. Mm-hmm. Uh, bare minimum of what you can handle and so I think uh, you know there's nowhere but up for 2021 I do see that I, I see our HR partners I see them really like um, trying to manage now a blended arrangement so mm-hmm. we're, we're saying within Payruler now allow us to help you work from anywhere because mm-hmm. there are people mm-hmm. working from home 
but mm-hmm. people also returning to the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I think a challenge that employers are trying to figure out is how do they make it safest to return to the workplace, right? How mm-hmm. do you create an environment that will allow for safety, but at the same time, productivity? Because your, your employees will not be productive if they don't feel safe, True. right? So safety is a big thing. I was reading somewhere that parang HRs are taking on a different hat Mm-mm. and employers, I would say like small businesses, right? If you're the HR of your company, then yeah. and you're taking on a new hat of being your workplace like architect. How do you make it productive? How do you make it safe? How do you ensure that productivity is still up and how do you make people still engaged? Mm-mm. So I feel that people are groping around that, but also trying to do the best that they can like within their company or whatever fits their culture. Mm-mm. I think that HRs are going to get busy towards the end and, and employers towards, you know, Q, Q3, Q4, especially Mm-mm. when, you know, the vaccines are already going to be available on a larger scale. Mm-mm. And so I've actually heard some, some HR, um, you know, HR practitioners mm-hmm. really already start planning these things. Yeah. What's the rollout gonna look like, especially for you know uh, companies that are in the essential, um, essential na workforce, right? Mm-hmm. The frontliners. Yeah. So that's interesting, also, and you know, there's no, um, there's no proven methodology for it yet. Like you just need to uh, work smart and do the best that you yeah. can. But this is Literally, how it's like. We have to wing it. This is the year of winging it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. So that's kind of how I see it's picking up and also preparing and and scaling the operations to like be ready when we're already starting the vaccine. And after that, I I wouldn't know what would happen. I just know that now everyone's just being hopeful and preparing Mm -hmm. for that as well. Yeah, which is the most we can do. <laughs> Definitely. So, Miss, how are you um, handling everything? How are you holding up, like the stress and strain of the pandemic? Um, as I was like talking to Miss Claire, I said like in the onset of the pandemic, so I wouldn't notice that um, everything's falling apart. I was taking up <laughs> Udemy courses, so I was wondering, Miss Dem, like what did you do how to handle it uh, on top of you taking care of the V farm? I I think that just being because I'm a workaholic so I just kept myself really busy. <laughs> so it was, you know, dividing my time between payroller and making sure that the bee farm stayed afloat uh that that I think that was my challenge and that's what challenged me. It's like I guess because when you know and and you know ladies we're all entrepreneurs and we have we have teammates and mm-hmm. when when you when you're the captain of your ship right you have lives to care for but also the families of everyone yeah, true so when yeah. i would find myself like kind of in a slump mm. i would think about you know it's not just me it's not just my family it's a lot of other families it's yeah. a lot of kids it's a lot of grandparents and so i draw my i drew a lot of my motivation from there 
mm-hmm. that you know these people are depending on you True. and all that's that. like 30 families depending on you mr yeah exactly that's um, that's actually a very good uh, motivation to have it's like if you're an entrepreneur you don't really have any other choice but to succeed because you have families <laughs> depending on you not just like your employees their families are depending yeah. on you too your employees who are your family and then the families of your family so it's just exactly. it's just that whole situation you know, yeah you don't have a choice you have to uh, I, I i like I, I think we all have felt that it's like i can't it's like we only give ourselves five minutes in a day to get sad and then after that time to work because you can't you can't be sad because you have people depending on you i super agree with that but i'm curious miss tim if you would allow me to ask uh 2020 start of 2021 did you have to change any of your business model or add features into pay ruler because of what happened in 2020 yes i would say that you know 2019 we already had a plan you know you have all these plans for 2020 (laughs) and then february you threw them out the window this is not gonna work this is not how it's gonna (laughs) go love that budget that we know and then like you know because hr is actually we noticed that um for us parang sales are very good when you do a face-to-face connection thing because Mm -hmm. you establish a trust because they're technically handing over their operations and your system to be able to power them and they're very Mm -hmm. um confidential information to you as well exactly so mm-hmm. it's a very high touch thing and so we were very worried when the pandemic hit na parang, okay how will this work um the, you know our sales a lot of our sales were really like face to face and all of that but we figured, so we had to modify our processes around that but with relation to the product side of things naman uh miss player I, I i totally agree we actually already had the remote parang time in for work mm. feature on pay ruler it's just that no hardly anyone was using it <laughs> yeah so parang it just became like it was thrust into the spotlight na hey we actually have this it doesn't matter like you guys are working from home okay lang like you already have this feature and it's already within your um pay ruler instance you don't have to pay additional parang we were also saying na, like you don't have to i uh, know just just keep keep your subscription with us and don't worry you already have this feature at your disposal a second thing we had to add in was because people are checking in on their employees on a regular basis. So there was this time now, I think uh, one of the regulatory bodies released that employers need to get a health checklist of their employees on a daily basis. Especially oh, yeah. Certain yeah. Industry, right? that, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we automated that within PayRuler. So wow. when they log in into their portal, the employee portal, mm-hmm. uh, Empower, we call it. So they are they can already fill out like do i have any symptoms etc so mm. it's, it serves as a health check not just for mm. compliance but yeah hr can definitely that's that's really amazing miss like i think that's a very good way to sell pay ruler pay rulers are already good just you that just like up the game and made it better because i don't think any other hris um is doing that and i think like um companies would really get contract tracers off their backs by just like giving them the health forms because now like i read somewhere that um i think the eoc chairman i think um joel garganera said that they will punish companies that will not allow um contact tracers in the office Mm. Uh, so i think that's a big help i think that's awesome what you did they can just download it and give it to the contact tracers 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We because we do we had to do it for some clients that you know they were in the essentials industry mm-hmm. or the essentials classification, and they were saying, you know, we don't want to deal with this paper, and then people are passing mm-hmm. ball pens around. Yeah, and like, true. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a germophobe, so I also can't. So <laughs> I, I told them, okay, we I, the team decided that they would build that in, and we they built that in pretty quickly. And I guess that's the beauty of being in a startup, right? And yeah. still being very like. Um, being very close to the whole team is that when our chief product officer said, we're going to build this, then so we built it done. It was rolled out in the next sprint. And mm-hmm. so um, when we then, it made it easier for sales, for our sales team to kind of say, hey, we already built this in. And then mm-hmm. the feedback was that, oh, thank you for like being, um, you know, um, being being sensitive to what, uh, what, what, mm-hmm. yeah, what the clients need, what businesses need. Mm-mm. And I had I attended an interesting webinar uh, yesterday. Uh, it was so it was so good. Um, it was by the head of marketing of Grab, Mm-mm. and Barang, they she was saying that the tendency of people, you know, when this hit was to slash prices, slash slash mm-hmm. slash, like make mm-hmm. it lower right. so that people can afford, yeah. etc. But really, the true ano is actually reframing your value. Like mm-hmm. that is the key. You need to up your value versus be. like slash mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, at the time that, at the time that everyone's trying to save, you have to reframe it somehow. Why are you still relevant? Why are you still needed and stuff like I that? I like so, that. Oh, I like that myth. That's, I that's, mean, that was a that was an interesting realization. Uh, mm-hmm. The first instinct of entrepreneurs: okay, we'll give you a discount, half, yeah. like yeah, free month, free two months, free three months. But really, you know, that's not good for your business and in the long run, deba, right? because you have. Mm-hmm you have an operation to sustain and you're mm-hmm. still delivering the same value. So why not up your value and like be sensitive to what they need? So mm-hmm. it should be value-based. Yeah. True, not price. Yeah. I'm not saying we're perfect at it, but we try like to, we try our best. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really awesome. Is Cause like, I haven't heard of anyone like come up with that. Um, and our contact tracing efforts across the city is obviously not working. You have people lying about their names, their addresses, their their numbers. And uh, there was a story of a contact tracer not able to find somebody who was infected because the person gave the wrong address. So oh. I, I really think that uh, that's that's awesome. And like looking forward to whatever other things Pay Ruler comes up with. There was this joke on that aspect na, that I was, ano, na, someone was like, have you ever really been contacted like by any of these organizations to <laughs> fill out a form? And I'm like, no, I haven't. Like, I actually, it's working with, yeah. Um, like, I, I just that they're doing something with that data. Yeah. Like what they heard, Miss, is like my, my friend works for a power plant in Iloilo. Apparently what happens is that you know, like people sign up, right? So at the end of the day, they all encode it. So it's a lot Manual. of work. Manual miss. And it's a spreadsheet. And yeah, it is a lot of work. So I, I hope, you know, it's something like what Payruler did that they automated it and it just made it really simple. Because right now, it's it's just insane. Like, like my friends were even joking, like, what's this? Every time we go to a mall, it's like joining a raffle draw. Because like, you have to fill out and and it, it's very worrying because like imagine like Santo Nino for example it's like log books that you have to write on and 
that's it and there's nothing so that's why i, I love what they did what pay ruler did miss them we, we actually like and i'll just touch a little bit on this we actually did something at the start also like within a sub team within pay ruler which was mo- mostly led by eddie our cto um and a few other of our team members so they actually built one of the you know there are contact tracing apps but the the usage is not anatalaga like it's not it hasn't penetrated well but we did create it it's called we trace um, oh yeah that was one of the first yeah, yeah we, we, we offered it to um the, government right because like we offered it to Cebu yeah. province yeah and it was well received and and all of that there was support however parang um we had to pivot for two reasons one is because there's this whole, whole thing with IATF that there's going to be an official one for like mm-hmm. the whole country which is hard uh-huh. to see also but mm-hmm. um that's okay number two was also because parang because of that we couldn't really parang apple and apple was being very strict about if you could you know call yourself a covid app because it had to like come off from a signatory of like somebody mm-hmm. of some government and stuff so it was a little bit difficult to to like push updates and stuff in real time but you know we we were hoping sana na that could be used and then we actually offered to some of our clients the bigger ones uh mm-hmm. baka it might be more useful in the coming months pa, but mm-hmm. we offered to ble- to put that technology of contact tracing like if they had apps then and then there were collisions within like the workplace and stuff and then there was someone positive then you can trace it actually so that technology is actually embedded within pay ruler already mm-hmm. but it's not we, we just haven't activated it we're offering it to bigger you the one in the thousands and mm-hmm. a lot sure. of like, yeah. buildings and stuff and you really want to be careful about uh collision and transmission right so mm-hmm. yeah we we actually have that so we're looking for a way to repurpose na lang our learnings and as to how we built that thing mm-hmm. yeah so uh you know uh we can only hope that technology is <laughs> one sure. Technology yeah. is one thing, but then it's adoption, right? Uh, that, can, that's it. That's yeah. it. And um, I have some questions for you, Tim, because I think the last time we were able to catch up, we were still in Tech Talks, right? And and after that, you worked with JFDA. Yeah. So how was your transition from managing communities to building your actual startup, Payruler? I... Um, My parents have always been entrepreneurs, so I've always seen entrepreneurship, the highs and lows, the good and the bad of it. Um, and I, I actually swore off entrepreneurship. I told myself I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna do anything on my own. I always want to be employed. I want a good salary and I want security. And so, most of my earlier life was around that. I worked for a really good. I worked for a company within Cebu that had different business interests also, and I learned so much from that. I was reporting directly to the CEO who was an entrepreneur. And so I learned a lot mm-hmm. from that, but I took nothing of that. And then I helped out with you and mga community events just because I actually, you know, I love tech. I love organizing stuff. So that's how I met Miss Flair actually mm-hmm. like, with, with the Tech Talks initiative where I volunteered. And then eventually that led into me working for a startup accelerator because it was like right. a mix and match of everything I loved. It was startups it was tech it was like entrepreneurship it was events and all of that mm-hmm. and so parang j- during that stint i learned a lot like i saw my eyes were opened like i i felt 
I was just very focused on the Philippines and how we do things here. But when you see and you talk to entrepreneurs from around the region, then you learn us, you know, sometimes you're Sometimes your perspectives are just like too small, too mm-hmm. narrow-minded. So that's what I gained there. Like a lot of perspective, a lot of ano, about what really matters, a lot of reframing as to what really matters, mm-hmm. how to bring value. So I saw failures, I saw successes, and so there were patterns. I guess from everything prior, I have developed patterns, and that's what I love because I really am a system analyst, so I mm-hmm. look for patterns. Um And so after JFDI, after the accelerator, I was actually set to, I, I was getting offers to actually be in Singapore, work in Singapore mm. for different startups, for different companies. And I was already thinking about it. But then I, I took a step back and I looked at Payruler. I was like, hey, like, how are you guys doing? Like maybe mm. while I'm while I'm waiting or while I'm deciding as to what I'm going to do next, maybe I can help out. And then I never got out. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been? <laughs> okay, it just, I uh, know, I mean, it called to me, I think. Uh, it wasn't forced, but I just fell in love with the stage that the company was at. Mm-hmm, like, right. When I joined, we were only seven, eight, almost, almost 10, like something like that. Pa lang. And then there was, a, there was the opportunity to grow it. And then... Well, yeah, maybe it's still part of my DNA just because my parents are also like that. Na <laughs> you see an opportunity and you, you know, there, it's chances and choices, right? You have a good product and that's, you're, you, par, you, you founded that. So parang it would be irresponsible of you not to like see it through, not to take it, you know, to grow it. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So... So that that's a story. I really no. I told myself I wouldn't be, but like here I am. <laughs> I love your story. It's so inspiring, to be honest. <laughs> All right, I think we have to wrap up. So, just one final question: If you had one word or phrase for employers trying to survive this global pandemic, what would it be? Um. I would say hang in there, um, and there are there are ways to get things done. Uh, there are there are um, there are uh, technology. Technology can really be an enabler. I would say that hang in there, and technology can actually help enable stuff within your business. Like I advocate for that so much. Um, I, technology isn't the end; the it's a means to an end. So, you know, I, I hope that. And I see, I, 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 I don't say it like, parang, oh, I hope that people will be like, I actually am hopeful and I love seeing like the digital transformation of businesses really being realized from being familiar with Google Forms to QR codes. Like, isn't that so interesting? Like, I love that. Like, I love how people are so accustomed to that now. So it's only <laughs> a matter of time, na, you know, once they do embrace it, na talaga as part of part of how you should do business, how you should live life, then that's wonderful. So I guess embrace technology. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Miss Timmy De Jesus, COO of Pay Ruler. Thank you for being our guest today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Miss Timmy, for your time. Really, really appreciate And it. Learn so course, much from you. Love it. <laughs> And of course, Miss Coney Barrientos Carey for being our co-host today. You're welcome. You're always welcome, Miss Blair. And thank you to our sponsors, 30 Media, Aleph Talent Solutions, Grow Libro, 
content-app and to our podcast partner, The Company. You can use the code FLAIRE, F-L-E-I-R-E, for your free four hours on their trial for regular days. So visit them. And thank you very much to our listeners for the podcast. Till next episode. Bye. That wraps up this episode from Wicked Thoughts. Make sure to subscribe and join the host on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash flare. That's patreon slash F-L-E-I-R-E for exclusive content. Tune in for more Wicked Conversations right here at Wicked Thoughts.